You want to do the intro this week, Michael, or should I? Um, I never do the intro. Yeah, I mean, you used to, and then you just stopped one day. You know, yeah. it's it's like it's like when you were when you're a child, you know, one day your parents put you down and they never picked you back up again. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, kind of. OK, explain. <laughs> sounds The way you were, that sounds really like ominous. <laughs> My parents never held me. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers, the podcast where every week Michael and Spencer confront sad truths from their youth um, and and interstitially talk about the band The Killers. I'm your host, Spencer Palio, and with me, as always, is the baldest member of the podcast, Michael. Uh, what letter have I not done? And Nance. Michael, what's the letter N stand for? New World Order. Wow. Not only were did your parents never love you, but they also, uh, you know, were like, what are Q people called? Just Q people. But like before Q was Q. I guess Q, um, since Q is omnipotent and we've already established. Conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But specifically the Q kind. I don't know, like wackos. Yeah, the wackos. My parents were definitely wackos. They raised me to be the next superhuman elite. That's why they made my middle name New World Order. Uh, As you can see, it worked because I started a killer's podcast. So yes, that's the that's really the best way to establish a new world order. Right. The killers. Um, I mean, the killer's band name is based off of a new or a poster in a new order song. So yeah, but there's it all no... fits together in some way. I mean, you should see the whiteboard. Um, they were feverishly does... writing all over before I was born. Does it does it have the strings on it and shit? Oh, 100 percent. There's actually your picture on there. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, So so before we get into the pod pod, um. Why did no one tell me about Vanucci Jr. on Twitter? I I didn't even know Vanucci Jr. existed on Twitter. And now that I do, I'm glad we found him. Yeah. Or whoever it is, whoever's posting. So for the uninitiated, there is a Twitter account that's literally just called Vanucci Jr. It is clearly a joke account. And it's basically like just joke Ronnie Vanucci on Twitter. It's so good. Um, what was a, it truly what, is. It's a, you, it's, it's a soul of a troll level. Yeah. Humor. It's, it's brilliance. It, did you read the one that he posted today? It's currently January 6th for the rest of you. Um, I don't think so. Well, would you like to hear me read it? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So Venucci jr. Posted today, uh, January 6th, the one year anniversary of the, uh, January 6th, whatever we're calling it these days, uprising riot. I don't know. Um, obviously repulsed by the events of January 6th. But if anyone wants to sneak into Spotify today and change the streaming rates into something resembling fair for artists, I don't think anyone will get upset. Maybe that guy in the face paint, but screw him. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's perfect. 
it's like love it it's just the right amount of like shit housery but also constantly refers to brandon flowers as b flow incredible b flow um i think my favorite one is uh the getting by a seven hour document or documentary by Yellowstone's Taylor Sheridan, focusing on the strife around the pressure machine recording sessions, which mostly consisted of Dave trying to get his guitar in tune. <sighs> Just, uh, I kind of want to get. I kind of want to get this this person on on the pod. I should just send them a message. Be like. I, I know you're not the real Ronnie Venucci Jr. If you are awesome, but if you're not, would you like to come on my podcast? And if you yes. are, would you like to come on my podcast? Yes, I, especially. I, I love this this account. It's so good. Ugh. Go give him a follow, people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's one thing. Uh, the second bit of like quote unquote news is uh, Pressure Machine made it onto the. Uh, top 40, I swear to God, best-selling cassettes of 2021. How, how do you feel about cassettes coming back as a medium, Michael? That's bizarre to me. Is this like when the like vinyl saw a resurgence and people swore it sounded better? Because I remember tapes and I don't remember, remember them having a particular audio fidelity that I miss. Yeah, that's the I thing. I had plenty of tapes. Like, every time... People keep that's that's like the comparison everyone makes. And all I can think is like vinyl sounds good, like with a good mastering. And I'm saying like too much. I know this. And a producer who knows what the hell they're doing, like a like a sound mixer. Vinyl can sound really, really good, but tape is shit. <laughs> for lack of a better description it's just it's not as good man it's not great yeah i i okay i mean i i don't remember you know i it's not coming to mind but i do remember tapes sounding a little funky most of the time so and not in the good way right right it wasn't a funk tape it was i had a lot of kids tapes because tapes were only a thing when i was very young so you had like you, you know, know jesus like raffy jesus oh, yeah, is my homie I had the Veggie Tales stuff on tape. What's your favorite Veggie Tales so. song, Michael? Oh, jeez, I really like the Cheeseburger song. Ah, uh, yes, the classic. It's that's a real song from Veggie Tales. I'm sure it is. I've never watched Veggie Tales. Well, I am Jewish. There's no, yeah, there's it. it you would burn for watching. Yeah. Like literally, my eyes would. You ever? It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, but you know. Actually, no, it's, the, it's exactly what, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> What's the Jewish equivalent of Veggie Tales? Um, there, uh, there are, there isn't one, but I'm sure if it existed, it would probably literally just be Veggie Tales, but they'd be wearing like yarmulkes and shit. <laughs> like Veggie Tales is so vaguely Christian, you could just make you could just make it slightly more overtly Jewish and it would be just as vaguely Jewish. Right. It's true. You would just like kind of change because ultimately it was just silly cartoons done yeah. with like shitty 90s CGI. 
Exactly. And at the end, they'd be like, oh, and God loves you very much. Exactly. Like, OK, I hate to tell you this. I have actually seen VeggieTales. <gasps> yeah, I know. I didn't burn because that's not real. But uh, yeah, it's 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 so vaguely Christian. It's it's MXPX levels of Christian, you know, <laughs> You it's know, more positive message. Yeah, it's positive message where they mention God sometimes. You know, it's reliant. It's like middle era reliant K Christian. Right. You know, diet Christian. It's yeah, it's diet Christian. It's Splenda Christian. So I, what I'm hearing is that we're uh, about to start a Veggie Tales podcast. <laughs> Yes, that's that's the <laughs> Imagine trying to tell somebody that with a straight face. You're telling me that shit doesn't exist. Oh, I'm sure it does. And it's but not I mean, hosted I'm, I'm, by like by Ursatz, Michael and Spencer. Like I'm not even I'm not I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not the even people kidding. in your life. Imagine that. Imagine Having to look at them and be like, oh, we're now doing a VeggieTales podcast. Like I said, there's a thousand percent. There is a VeggieTales podcast and it is hosted by Ursatz, Michael and Spencer. All right. We would have to get we'd have to get Troy back on, of course. Like like if if you told me tomorrow that Troy had secretly started under an assumed name a VeggieTales podcast. I would not only believe you, I would probably listen to it the same day. It's just that's I'm sorry. It's within our circle. It's like it would either be Troy or us. And whoever has done it, because it definitely exists. They uh, they're basically you and me. We should get them on the pod. I'm going to that gonna, was an interesting line of thought, Spencer. I know. Anyway, do you read books, Michael? I do. I read books frequently. Yeah. Would you like to hear about the book I'm currently reading? No. <laughs> well, too fucking bad. I'm going <laughs> to tell you anyway. It's about a it's about a carnival in Nevada. And it's, it's oh, available the there. It's a it's available on the Internet only. Is it like Cirque du Freak? It's a it's a Dustland Fair e-tail. The Dustland Fair e-tail beginning. That's all you get into the song. <laughs> I mean, that was uh, that was really something. I, I, I'm st I'm still stunned. Why? I'm not really. That was, that, I just wanted I, you to feel better about that pun, Spencer. I mean, you know, you know, it wasn't it wasn't good. OK, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that was a good pun. But I am going to sit here and pretend like it was a pun, which is a lot better than we can say for several weeks of this. podcast. Yeah, that's true. Not a lot of puns lately. You know, you and I both watch Taskmaster and mm. um, sometimes you just got to get the task done. Bosh. You just say Bosh. 
and you get on with it. Exactly. Quoth the Bosch Queen, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, she won season se- six or seven. I want to seven, say. seven. Kit, Kit. She has a very strange last name. Yes, Carrie. Carrie Godlyman. Godlyman. Yeah, Carrie Godlyman. Yes. Anyway, Venus is next to Godlyman. Reddit.com killers. Let's look at. No, we haven't even done our opinions of the song yet. Oh, what do I think of Dustland Fairy Tale? I want to like this song, but I just don't. You know, I think the more I've listened to it over the last, you know, two hours, because let's not kid ourselves, I didn't listen to it at all today. Been listening to Coosty Midwestern emo music all week. Are you a sad bitch? I don't know, but like I, I, I just discovered the weaker thens, which I know, like, what the fuck, um, and uh, and I've been listening to like the Mountain Goats lately. So, oh wow, yeah, I guess I guess I'm a sad bitch now, um, which Spencer. is weird because I've been feeling a lot better lately. To be honest with you, but I still well. like that kind of music. You know, to quote TikTok, it's not just a phase, mom. That's true. You are a dedicated Coomer Doomer. Yes. Coomies Marvel or DC? DC, because you're a Doomer Coomer. So so you don't. So y- you want to like this song, but you don't. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I love this song. But I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it all the time. I think that's how I feel about it. I I wish that there was more uh, like I feel like Brandon and the boys are capable of like they could have put a couple of earworms in this song. And I feel like with ballads like this one, you kind of need them or the song just feels like. Like it even picks up at the end and there's lots of drums and like that, 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 you know, and, and a good feeling. and all that an upswell but i just uh i skip it i'm a, this is a skip for me on day and age oof i mean you know i only skip one song on day and age and that's the last song but i think you know what this song reminds me of and it's not musically at all the same what's that but it it is functionally the same idea as like take me out by franz ferdinand where there's a really interesting and cool part at the beginning that I really like and I want more of from the song. But then the end of the the last like three quarters of the song is just the chorus over and over again. And I know it's not that simple, but that's how this song feels to me. You know, I I mean, I, I feel like the song gets worse after it picks up. Exactly. And that's not the way this is supposed to go. It's supposed to be that you have that beginning sad part and, you know, like Band of Horses nailed this that type of song where it starts off kind of slow and melodic and then all of a sudden like goes all crazy and you're just like, fuck, yeah. And, what song? I don't know what song you're talking uh, about. The Funeral. They have a couple songs that are like that. Well, let's listen to The Funeral. Okay. We're going to. I know this is not a band of horses podcast, so we're not going to listen. I mean, after this, we got to listen to the cars. 
Okay, so this is the funeral. Why the cars? Cars versus horses. Oh. See how it starts? How long did you fucking think of that fucking joke? <laughs> like, up uh, half a second? You've, you've been waiting your whole fucking life to make My that joke. My whole life. My whole life. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna listen to this till it picks up. So that's a that's a long time. This is a five minute song. I know. I'm worried now. Band of Horses is awesome. I've seen them live. They're great. Honestly, this is dope. I might have to listen to this band too. This is totally the this vibe I've been interested in. You know, to quote to quote a lot of people, ain't nobody got time for that. So um, I'm sure the song fucking shreds and rips and other things. Uh, I'm going to listen to this outside of the pod because the song is very much within my vibe right now. Band of Horses. Yeah. Their whole discography will be within your vibe. Perfect. I'm I'm feeling that vibe right now. Honestly, you know, what I'm really like craving and I can't find it anywhere. I want like like kind of doomer kind of lyrically music with like kind of a jangly acoustic guitar. Okay? Mm. All right, like fucking um cuz I've been listening like to the Bright like, Eyes. Uh yeah, like specifically uh Four Winds by Bright Eyes or um One Great City by fucking The Weaker Thans or you know, I want that kind of music or ashtray by I got to look the guy's name up. So glamp for a second. I'm, OK, I'm pulling up my Spotify. Spencer is pulling up his Spotify where I've, mostly you will have the soundtrack to the Iron Chef show. Yo. Don't hate on that. That's just dope. <laughs> All right. Uh, just Matt, Iron Chef remixes. Uh I think I it that song always sounds like a cover, but it's allegedly not. But Matt Pless uh, does a song called Ashtray, which is like that vibe. Uh, I just want I want, you know, basically Bob Dylan, but modern and sadder. If that makes sense, mm. you know, folk punk. I also want folk punk. That's my vibe right now. Folk punk, folk punk and emo, specifically with acoustic guitars. Um, anyway, this is a weird digression, Spencer. Yeah, I know. Let's go to the Reddit. Reddit.com. First, so while we're going to the Reddit, we should. Do we want to talk about Dustland? Because I don't. We have to. <laughs> I know we have to. And it's just I feel like have we talked about it on the pod? Like how we feel Maybe about right it right when it came out. But just to reiterate, it sucks. Yeah, it's it fucking blows. All right, it, Dustland. It, it should be so uh, much better than it is. Yeah, like it's so bad. Like Dustland Fairy Tale is like, for me, it's like a seven or an eight out of ten song. 
Okay, yes, I am scoring it that high because the best killer songs are nine and tens. And this is like, you know, it's like a B tier killer song, I think. But uh, Dustland is like a Z tier killer song. It's a never listen to it if possible killer song. Avoid at all costs. All right. It's a I listened to it once so I could say I have. But we're not going to do a full episode on just Dustland because it's basically it is the. It is the professional band equivalent of. Going to karaoke and some random comes up to you as you're starting your song and asks if they can sing with you. And then they steal your thunder on stage for fucking three minutes. OK, it's terrible. OK, and I'm not hating on is it I don't even is it, it's Bruce Springsteen, right? I'm fucking I'm completely out of my fucking gourd right now. It is. <laughs> What, what happened to you? I've been doing inventory all week. I'm so fucked up right now. You've been huffing the glue back there? No, it's just, you know, it's inventory. It's it's stressful and my brain is mush. Well, uh, yes, it is Bruce Springsteen that sings it with them. Yeah, and, and it's, made, it, it's just bad. It's so bad. There's no, there, there's so much they could have done with their... Bruce Springsteen collaboration and this was this was not it. Yeah, exactly. Say. Yeah. Like sit down and write a song together. All right. Do fuck Elton John did a better collab with the killers. He did. All right. Like, a lot of people did. Almost yeah. every other collab is better. Yeah. This this it, it's so shit. <laughs> they could have just had Ryan Party do this and it would have been better. Yeah. As Santa. As Santa. A Dustland fairy tale beginning. That's a that was Gilbert Godfrey doing <laughs> a Dustland fairy tale begins. You know, he doesn't really sound like that. Really? Yeah, I think I mentioned this every time we uh, we we mentioned Gilbert Godfrey on the pod. But uh, he he does not sound like that. He's just like a New York guy. Well, how about that? One of those New York guys. So he's anyway, like, I'm walking here. Basically. So anyway, so the first Reddit thread is Bon Jovi's No Apologies versus Dustland Fairy Tale. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of we listen to other people's music this week. I feel like we might have to split this one up, Michael. I might cut me telling you that, but <laughs> fair warning. There's OK. Gonna, yeah. Um, OK, back on back in character. I'm I'm not cutting the part where I say back in character. <laughs> um, anyway, so Spencer's having a meltdown on stream on live on stream. Pretty fucking much. OK, so. Um, so this is by user MD Mo. I'm going to pronounce it Mo. It's M-E-A-U-X, which I think is Mo. Yeah, Mo. Yeah, MD Mo. So Dr. Mo. And the thread's called Bon Jovi's No Apologies versus Dustland Fairy Tale. Quote, I listened to No Apologies by Bon Jovi for the first time just now, and one line really stood out to me. Just another white trash train track kid. Sounds familiar, right? No Apologies was released in 2010. Day and Age came out in 2008, with Dustland being released as a single in 2009. This is, this is legitimately fucking, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like, Fucking what's his name? Shit. Isn't that mm -hmm. 
you know, the the picture with the guy doing the conspiracy theory. Oh, it's always sunny. Charlie. Charlie, thank you. Anyway, let's hear No Apologies by Bon Jovi. No Apologies. Oh my God. No Apologies. <laughs> nope. Never mind. Wow. Nope, never mind. And that's Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen? No, it's just, it's just, it's just Bon Jovi. It's just Bon wow, Jovi. Wow, that song is bad. It, I mean, we've listened to exactly eight seconds and made a complete. And I hate every bit bit of it. Yeah, that was possibly one of the worst. Eight. Here, let's skip ahead. Let's go to like the middle of the okay. song. Maybe it gets better. Nope. Nope, we're good. We're good. We wow, look. Jesus Christ. <sighs> look, I That's don't some music they play for you in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Woof. I mean, again, we've listened to a grand total of 10 seconds of this song <laughs> and past some, wait, judgment. Wait, wait, close your close your eyes. Okay. Close your eyes, okay? Eyes are closed. Uh, and I want you to like just listen to your breathing, eat yourself in a meditative state. And imagine <laughs> uh you open your eyes and you're you can't see anything because there's a bag over your head and you're naked. You can feel that there's no clothing on your body. I mean, that's that's pretty rough. normal for me. I'm always naked. There's someone roughly escorting you through a uh, you can feel the bare cold cement under your feet and you're being led somewhere and thrown into a cage. And then men come in, they say, give us the access codes, but you don't have them. And they're just so confused and they're screaming at you and they're beating you with a rubber hose. And then this song comes on. No apology. No <laughs> I really did have my eyes closed. I had no idea what you were going to do. Well, oh. I was just taking you to Guantanamo Bay in your mind where you're getting your ass beat and listening to No Apologies by Bunch. <laughs> you know, the sad part is, like, I feel like this was supposed to be the next Bon Jovi hit, and that scares me. I, I feel like it just happens, you know? These solo artists and older dudes, they like try and just maintain that same like, well, people loved that I well, no, it's, had lots of energy and yeah, but, but, no apologies. But Bon Jovi did that for a hot minute. Like Bon Jovi did Have a Nice Day and before that was um, It's My Life and before that was mm -hmm. something else. Like Bon Jovi did that about once every three to five years for a hot minute and then... And then just like stop doing it. And, you know, part of me feels bad. I miss Bon Jovi doing that. I want when's the next Bon Jovi hit? Because it ain't fucking that. No apologies, Spencer. I'm not going to go looking for that fucking lyric. So this thread is over. Uh, next thread. How do you guys interpret a lyric in a Dustland fairy tale? This is from user Derek Chung 88. A Dustland Fairy Tale is my favorite killer song, and I think always will be. But there's a line in the chorus that particularly stands out to me and was interested to see how you guys interpret it. Quote, saw Cinderella in a party dress, but she was looking for a nightgown. Oh, how do you God. interpret it? How do you interpret that, Michael? Sort by uh, controversial. <laughs> so I I interpret this as like. 
a pretty, you know, a classic Brandon character, a pretty girl who's just fell in with like the wrong crowd. And she wants to look beautiful, but she's just in like a, you know, a cheap party dress. No, see, I always um, I never interpreted this lyric because it's Brandon fucking flowers and his words are all nonsense. But <laughs> now that I'm taking two seconds to think about it, um, maybe she's just like going to bed. You know, she's wearing a party dress. She's tired. No, it's yeah. It's like it, it's the end of the night, the end of the party. The party's over. She's home now. You know, she's looking for a nightgown. It's been established that Spencer has one of those old timey nightgowns and like cap like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, uh, yes, I actually and have he's... I actually sleep in a like a, a silk smoking jacket like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, regardless, you're always walking around your house with a little candle in a saucer with like a ring on it that you can put through yeah. your finger. And I've got like a little hat, like a big hat. They were a little, they, none, little of it, spectacles. none of it is none of it is necessary, but you know, yeah. No. If you've been listening to the pod, you know that Spencer is the height of extra. I mean, we we're, we do a podcast about the fucking killers, dude. Yeah, and soon <laughs> soon Veggie Tales, and soon Veggie Tales. What, what's our Veggie Tales podcast going to be called, though, Michael? It was this or hentai, <laughs> a Veggie Tales podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's you know there's a podcast that's literally called the worst idea of all time and what they used to do was they used to watch one movie one movie over and over again like once a day for like a month or something oh my god and it transitioned into them watching eventually they watched. I don't remember the name of the series, but they watched all of this one series of like softcore pornos that started in the 70s. And it's one of the longest franchises of all time. And Not so just porno. Uh, yeah, just of anything. It's like wow. that and James Bond. But it's Emmanuel. That's the fucking name of it. Oh, my God. They've they've they literally sit down and watch. They've they've watched all of them now. And so these two dudes just review porn for a living now for their podcast. Wow. wow. So, you know, it was this or hentai is not entirely out of out of place. Um, but it's about Veggie Tales, which is entirely out of place. Only if in the middle of it we do a random hentai review. A Veggie Tales hentai. And then Spencer gets into computer modeling just so he can make Veggie Tales hentai. Go on. And she never thought this is where Dustland Fairy Tale was gonna go, huh? I, I completely expected it to go this way. This is <laughs> this is why I keep thinking we should do this over two nights. <laughs> two nights only. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, the two interpretations this person says uh, Cinderella, his mother, was in a party dress. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. This song's allegedly about Brandon's mom and dad, like, meeting. But, you know. Brandon's dad killed a guy? 
I guess. Hmm. I mean, you know, I'm going to sort by controversial. I'm look. I'm looking. Yeah, do it. See what we got. Uh, Bittern Manger says, my interpretation has always been that the woman in question has arrived at a point in her life where she's looking to settle down and build a life with someone she cares about, loves. See, I, I, I get that too. Party dress to me represents dressing up, going out and having fun with your friends without an eye to the future, whereas the nightgown represents staying in and not really caring about how others might perceive you because you found someone who doesn't care what you look like on any given night because they love you for who you are. Oh, see, that's a good one. That's not controversial because that's also got the most votes. So, well, maybe it's controversial. That's, I like that bitter and manger. Bitter and manger. Way better than whatever Spencer farted out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think about it because it's a Brandon. Lyric. <laughs> right, we don't think about the Brandon lyrics. They're 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 nonsense. That's right. I right. Brandon it basically it's it's Vogan poetry. It, it I got potential Russian Russian. Exactly. How about this next Reddit thread by O Rexon Rules, who says favorite think, three song run by album. Oh, interesting. Well, first off, I need to say O Rexon sucks. <laughs> I don't know what O Rexon is. Um. I got a huge Orexin right now. <laughs> I don't, that's kind of awkward. We're just talking. So I've been giving you a boner for like 100 weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is that is what is happening. Wow. This is quite the reveal. 100 weeks, the boner. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, wow. That's my favorite romantic that sounds novel. Sounds like something someone would put that doesn't speak English in chat roulette. Pretty the fuck much. A hundred weeks, the boner. Please show Bob's and Vagine. Anyway, so the- <laughs> what is your favorite three song run? Um, Hot fuss. Smile like you mean it. Somebody told me all these things that I've done, but it just looks like ah, did. But Samstown, why, why? Bling for reasons unknown. Sorry, read my oh, sorry, read my mind, fans. Okay, so this this person has just chosen their favorite three song snippets from all the albums. Yeah, basically three song group of like all in a row. Sawdust, tranquilize, shadow play, all the pretty faces. No, so the first three songs of the record, right? <laughs> Day and age, spaceman, joyride, dustland, fairy tale. Absolutely not. There are way better three song runs on that album. Well, yeah, that's. I mean. Let me pull up the album because I don't have, you know, in spite of the fact that I talk about the killers every week, I don't have the song order of every album memorized. So, I mean, and age. Yeah. Chick, look at this. All right. Let's take a look here. Um, Losing Touch Human Spaceman is the first three songs, but it's better than that. uh, Clearly, it is Neon Tiger, The World We Live In, Good Night, Travel Well. (laughs) the only correct response quite honestly no it's um Uh, i like how a lot of this is just the first three songs battleborn flesh and bone runaways the way it was i mean flesh and Um, bone is iconic so runaways is great the way it was is all right yeah i mean that's 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 a legitimate answer and we've done all those songs so i can i can stand by that opinion (laughs) even though we're never gonna do runaways and we should because God, that was the third episode. 
it's bad. It's a very bad episode. Don't listen to the Runaways episode. We'll we'll make what? a better one someday. Wonderful, wonderfuls. Three run is run for cover. Tyson versus Douglas. Some kind of love. <sighs> I mean, I mean, it's not bad. No, that's perfect because it you know it's got soul of a truck in there, right? So objectively, it's the best. It's the best. Wow, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So so looking at day and age, honestly. I think you hate human though. I do hate human. Yeah. But I think honestly, maybe this is your life. I can't stay neon tiger. No. Uh, I'm saying, I think it's the first three songs. Cause I like you. Hum- I don't know which one I like more human or fa- dustland fairy tale. If I had to listen to three songs over and over, I'd rather it be Losing Touch, Human, and Spaceman. Yeah, I think the, I mean, Day and Age starts out so fucking strong. God, is that a good album. So. All right, well, you you lose this time, Rex and Rules. So, but you're not entirely, like, off base. You're close. You know? Okay, whatever. Next thing. How long have we been yakking? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just realized you're fucking going for. All right. Next All right. Reddit thread. All right. Favorite song for each track number. This is a little more abstract. Uh, but according to this person, their favorite number five on any killer's album, any killer's album is Dustland Fairy Tale. Wow. And that that is just that's not right because for starters um all these things that i've done i think is song number five now i'm double checking this because i don't i might be wrong here uh let's see here yeah all these things that i've done is song number five yeah what all these people picking dustland fairy tale for number five you're wrong yeah, like, all he thinks that I'm done is wait. Yeah, okay, there we go. Tom Kafka, Tom C A F C ninety two, um, frequent contributor to the Reddit, and honestly, um, cousin to Jesus Christ. I believe it. But Tom also says running towards a place at number seven, bold, because I mean, there's some really good songs on number seven, like on top. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, hold on. What's their number eight? Because that's, you know, change your mind is my favorite number. eight. My God, fuck you. Borrow daddy, you're wrong. Don't talk to me about forgiveness. Tick tock on the clock. Dave. You know what else is number eight? You know, this is a number eight. What? Bones. No, well, it's better than bones. Everything's better than bones. I like how somebody said bone. They said bone is their number eight. Like, like if I recorded myself shitting into a cup and then smushing it on the walls, uh, that would uh, be better than bones. Wow. You know, how Even I feel. from beyond the grave. We must harass bones as a song. Yeah, no, it's the worst. It's I, I stand by my dislike of it, even though you didn't dislike it as much. Anyway, well, next Reddit thread. 
That's it. That's the last Reddit. That's it. We did all the Reddit threads. Way to go. Good, good work. I want to make a point. Okay. There's a shitload of content for this song. We could have spent probably an hour just doing Reddit. We did, but like another hour. So, you know, I've shown immeasurable restraint this week. And I don't know if Michael believes me on this, but I really have. Anyway, let's go to the lyrics. Um, Whose turn is it? Because this is this is going to be a bad one. Um, And we don't even have we don't even have. Wow. We don't even have Soul of a Troll this week. Fair warning. Um, I am reading the annotations. Okay. All right. Um, same same rule as always. If you know, if this person is clearly just restating the fucking lyric in like with different wording, just just skip it. Actually, you and Natasha split the lyrics last time. Yeah. And I read the annotations, so you gotta read the annotations. Oh fuck. Okay, fine. All right, read the intro. All right. A Dustland Fairy Tale is a song from the killer's fourth studio album, Day and Age. Third studio album, Sawdust is a B-side. Whatever. It was written about the story of how lead singer Brandon Flowers' parents met, his father's triumph over alcoholism, and his mother's battle with cancer. Uh, What have the artists said about the song? The song is not... I can't do fucking Brandon. Um, Michael, do Brandon's voice. That song is me not being completely able to let go of Sandstown. I agree with this, by the way. I wanted I wanted to go in a new direction. And there were a lot of new sounds on Day and Age, but on that song, I was really holding on to the last record. I still love Samstown. You can really hear it in the words, the sentiment of that song. It's more like an extension of Samstown and not a reaction to it. It's one of the more personal narratives I've written. And it seems like the more personal I get, the more the fans respond and grow attached to the song. I hate to, that was a really good Brandon voice, by the way. I, I, oh. I like, like you were, <laughs> you fucking nailed it that time. We've listened to enough Brandon interviews. Starting to get it, I think. I think so too. No, you, you, that was that was very strong. All right, kick it, Michael. Verse one. Verse one. A Dustland fairy tale beginning. Sven the Vagabond says the quote unquote dust land is likely Henderson, Nevada, where frontman Brandon Flowers was born and raised. Picture of Henderson, Nevada. Brandon wrote the song, quote, specifically about my mom and dad, end quote, how they lived in the same trailer park at 15 and fell in love. Oh, go on. With just another white trash county kiss in 61, long brown hair and foolish eyes. He looked just like you'd want him to. Some kind of slick chrome American prince. Two things. Um, One, the cover of the single is Mark and he looks so bored. And I mean, he always looks really bored. But in this. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) He does. He looks he looks so fucking over it. And like I mean, the the weird like pointillism mosaic they have also yeah. just like enhances it. He just oh. looks like he's like completely like his soul has left his body. Yeah, he's just done. <laughs> he's like he's like um like blood type done. Yeah, he is. That he has no blood. 
Yeah. Of any type. He has no blood. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> oh, God, I made myself cough. Right. Okay. So user, I'm sure some, uh, the poet reclining. Oh God. Fucking what an asshole says <laughs> white trash is a derogatory term for poor white people. Brandon flowers is referring to his parents. I'm not going to read past that. Cause I'm just going to just, just, <laughs> just pretend that this person is saying Brandon flowers. There's more to it than that. Uh, whatever. Vanilli G O three says this is a stretch. Brandon's parents were very young when they met. They hadn't really experienced deep love and didn't know, didn't yet know each other very well. And they were still naive. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read all of this. It's it's all <laughs> crap. It's too much. A blue jeans serenade. Pre-cum. Moon River, what'd you do to me? Um. Oh, boy. I love a, I love one of these uh, cut, cutter fan. Uh, no number cutter fan says Brandon's father serenaded his mother with Moon River, a song by Johnny Mercer on the night they met. Uh, and then a Canon 88 says source. And then um, a Hari says it's a breakfast at Tiffany's reference. Fucking keep clicking away from the thing. I said, what about Yes, the song by Deep Blue something. <laughs> um, well, Holly, that's one thing we got. Holly Golightly Gal- sings Moon River in blue jeans at one point during the movie. Audrey Hepburn actually won an Oscar for that performance. It's true. Okay, cool. I don't believe you. A line foreshadowing that everything will turn out perfectly. Oh, it is a soul of a troll. That is a hey, what up, soul of a troll? Shout out, shout out to. Okay, good. I thought the, that was just somebody's like vapid. Yeah, no, it's no, it's like if if soul of a troll's doing it, it's hilarious. Like if soul of a troll here, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin some future song by saying this, but if soul of a troll did the same like basically just restate the line shit that other people do we would probably find it hilarious because you and i both know that deep down soul of a troll is doing it in humor am i wrong no yeah so like you know soul of a troll you know figure out what songs we haven't done i'll even just just message me all right we we message we talk on genius and just be like, yo, I want, I want the big list of all the songs and I'll just give you the big list of all the songs and you can pick one and just fuck our life up fam. Right. I'm, 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 I'm putting, I'm putting down the tray, the offering tray, I guess, and letting you take all the money on it because it's great. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Just go to the chorus. <laughs> Saw Cinderella in a party dress, but she was looking for a nightgown. User crying bagel. <laughs> crying bagel. Yeah, I know. That's me, basically. That's one um, of the characters in Judy <laughs> Tales. I really am fucking loopy. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Michael. Um... 
Crying, crying bagel says this describes how much like himself, his mother was an innocent Mormon girl who just wanted to lead a normal life. This also refers to how Brandon's mother was accepting of her own death. Jesus. Although she passed away in 2010, a year after this song was released of brain cancer, she saw the end of her life coming and made it clear. She was ready to let go. Jesus. Fuck. That's dark. Dark. Crying bagel. I'm yeah, gonna, no wonder he's crying. Yeah, it's fucking sad boy over here. Okay, go on. I saw the devil wrapping up his hands. He's getting ready for the showdown. Oh, we got a boxing reference. That's right. Yeah. No, take a drink. Crying Bagel says in his first chorus, the devil refers to Brandon's once alcoholic father, uh, which is a link, which always is a good thing. Oh, shit. There's actually a link to an article that cites a source. Holy fuck. A real That's, genius. Yeah, like for real. That's great. Okay, anyway, like a boxer before a fight, his father metaphorically wrapped his hands, ready to wreak havoc on his loved ones around him, particular his wife, particularly his wife and Brandon himself. Go on. I saw the minute that I turned away. I got my money on a pawn tonight. Um, who Who wrote this? Ryan DeFranco says Brandon implies that while his father was an alcoholic, everyone thought it was a long shot for his parents' marriage to work out through all of the struggles of his parents' relationship at the time. Wishing for the best was about the equivalent of betting on a pawn to do well in a chess game. Foolish. Yo, that's a good metaphor. Okay, go on. Verse two. (laughs) A change came in disguise of revelation, set his soul on fire. She said she'd always knew he'd come around and the decades disappear like sinking ships, but we persevere. God gives us hope, but we still fear what we don't know. Oh, wait, sorry. There's two different annotations. It's it's, it's fine. Uh, This line talks about the sudden change in his father's faith. When Brandon was five years old, his father converted to Mormonism and made the choice to quit drinking and smoking. In order to salvage the relationships with his loved ones that his drinking habit had hurt. His mother was thrilled that he finally came to his senses and it all seemed well for the two of them. They were happy again. And I still it's linked, I think, to the same article. Fucking legitimate shout out to Crying Bagel for doing that. That's fucking a rare instance of a cited source. On this shit show of a website. Anyway, go. Um, but, <laughs> but we, we st- still fear what we don't know. The mind is poison. Cole Harper says, however, through this, there is still some doubt and uncertainty. And saying that the mind is poison, fear is the mind killer, uh, means that they still feel like they could fall back to how things used to be. Uh, how do you feel about Dune, Michael? I love Dune. The new one? New, the the new movie's awesome. The book's awesome. The old movie has not aged well. That's fair. The Toto soundtrack is so fucking goofy. Yeah, but it's still Toto. It's still awesome. I legitimately forgot that Toto did the soundtrack to that fucking movie. The old movie, yeah, it's very... And then, like, the like cartoonish Baron uh, Harkonnen floating around. Eh. 
and I, like Sting, sexy Sting is his nephew or whatever. It's so I, weird. I bless the reins down Arrakis, right? That's right. That's basically Desert World Arrakis. Yeah, I mean that's accurate, right? Okay, go on. <laughs> there is no rain in Arrakis. That's the whole point. Yeah. Castles in the sky, st- stranded, vandalized. Um. Captain Kate says the concept of a castle in the sky is magical, like something from a fairy tale. However, the castle has been abandoned and vandalized, turning from. Okay, fuck off. This is exactly the kind of thing I was talking about. So I'm going to skip to the second paragraph. Although Brandon's parents were indeed content for a vast majority of time after dealing with Brandon, Brandon, Brandon's father's alcoholism. Something huge was about to throw their happiness off track. His mother's diagnosis of cancer. Wow. Okay, go on. We're draw we're we're draw bridges closing. That's a that's a I always I always thought it was the drawbridge is closing, but Yeah, I thought it was too. Yeah, that's a there's another misheard lyric. I always thought it was bluish eyes for some reason at the beginning of the song. I forgot to mention that earlier. I don't know why. Um, anyway, the drawbridge symbolizes the link between heaven and earth. By saying it's closing, Brandon is admitting that his mother does not have very long to live. Okay, I guess. Yeah, that's accurate. I'm dying, son. Saw Cinderella in a party dress. That she was looking for a nightgown. Oh, this is the same annotation, isn't it? The first one is, yes. So keep going. I saw the devil wrapping up his hands. He's getting ready for the showdown. Now, this is a different annotation. Um, The second chorus has a very different meaning for the devil than the first chorus does. This is Crying Bagel again, by the way. In this case, the devil refers to the cancer his mother was battling while the song was released before she passed away a year later. So the devil wrapping up his hands is a metaphor for the cancer strengthening, referring to it the way boxers prepare themselves for a fight by blah, 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 blah. Everyone knew the chances of her surviving were low, and eventually the showdown between his mother and the cancer would occur, resulting in her passing away. You know, I never thought of, I mean, I get it's a battle, but like, can you imagine like you got to fucking beat the shit out of your cancer <laughs> is that too dark i'm sorry no no uh i mean if you're if you get those boxing gloves on anything can happen street rules street rules just just knife your cancer <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do if it's small enough yeah they just knife they just knife your cancer <laughs> this is the worst episode <laughs> I don't think the, I think all the other annotations are the same too, right? Uh, oh wait, just, well, except for I saw the ending when they turned the page because um, that wasn't in the first. I saw uh, the ending when they turned the page refers to Brandon's sudden realization. Oh, sorry, you're supposed yeah, to read the annotations. They just skip that. Um, but the the crying bagel gives one for the next line, so you should read that first. Uh, I threw my money and I ran away straight to the valley of the Great Divide. Crime Bagel says the Great Divide, another fucking link, by the way, is a large region of mountains spreading from the northwestern U.S. to the southwestern U.S. 
It divides river systems that drain into the Atlantic Ocean from river systems that drain into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, in relation to this song, the Valley of the Great Divide is known as the Great Basin, which spans most of Nevada. Brandon grew up in Nevada and his parents lived there where he found out his mother was ill without even thinking about the cost. He immediately went back to Nevada to try and comfort her. Oh, that was sweet. Okay. Go on. Uh, out where all the, where, out where the dreams all hide, out where the wind don't blow, out here the good girls die and the sky won't snow. Out here the bird don't sing, out here the field don't grow, out here the bell don't ring, out here the bell don't ring, out here the good girls die. Wow. Yeah, that's like, you know, if if you go with the interpretation that's about his mother, which I'm sure that article, which we're definitely going to read after we do this podcast, uh, probably mentions... Yo, that line's really dark. <laughs> this like, whole song is much darker than I thought it was. Yeah, this is it's it's giving me a slightly new appreciation for it. And I do like this song, but, you know, I don't I don't love it. Um, But Crying Bagel says uh, this verse refers to Nevada, blah, blah, blah. He, he grew up there. He uses a lot of imagery to convey a feeling of hopelessness because in his mind, how could anything good be in a town where his mother was experiencing so much pain, experiencing so much pain? Yeah, that's accurate. Outro. Now, Cinderella, don't you go to sleep. It's such a bitter form of refuge. Oh, don't you know the kingdom's under siege and everybody needs you? All right, and this is from uh, user Crying Bagel again. Although giving up and letting the cancer win is easier, Brandon's begging his mother to try her hardest and fight it. He doesn't know what he'd do with himself without her, and he doesn't know what his father would do with himself without her. Everyone depends on her, and he's hoping with all his might that his mother is able to persevere through and somehow survive. Unfortunately, his mother lost the battle to cancer in 2010. And then for some reason, there's a picture of Michael there. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's a picture of Brandon's mother. I'm just, you know, doing that. Thing. You can tell by the eyes. They have the same eyes. Yeah, no, they. He. She has the same shaped face as he does. It's um, very true. Yeah. Very true. Also, isn't Goodnight Travel Well about uh, Dave's mother also? Like, it's not just. It's not just uh, it's not just Brandon here. It's also Dave. It's a lot of ugh. this is a dark episode. OK, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Is there still magic in the midnight sun or did you leave it back in 61? God damn in the cadence God. of a young man's eyes. <laughs> Fuck you. it's like it's like this quiet moment of contemplation and then is there magic in the midnight sun (laughs) (laughs) is there still magic in the midnight sun julie be back in 61 he's like fucking paul blart mall cop dude (laughs) (laughs) fucking paul blart mail cat he's a fucking fuck 
Okay, <laughs> sorry. Oh, fuck. Okay, Crying Bagel says the midnight sun is a metaphor for his mother's eyes. Basically, he's asking if there's still life in his mother's eyes. And um, then it's just restating some shit. And uh, there's some argument about it, which I don't want to fucking get into because we've talked about the lyrics for too long. Uh, and then. And then the last line of the song, Michael. Out where the dreams all hide. Or as Michael puts it, out where the dreams all hide. <laughs> out where the dreams all hide. And Nancy, that's Dusty and Fairy Peel by the band, the kill, the, the, the crullers. Oh, no, the killers. I'm sorry. Thanks. Thanks, Midwest Michael. <laughs> oh, he's no problem. Or. I don't even know if that would be Midwest, like like mid north. <laughs> it would be mid. Oh, hi. Wisconsin, Michael. Wisconsin, mate. Wisconsin, Michael. Oh man, what a what a what a fucking what an episode! What what a classic lyrics section that was. Ugh. I mean, I I do feel a little bit more respect for this song because it's so dark and I didn't really know the subject matter. D- still don't love it. You know, it hasn't yeah. changed my mind completely, but still. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, how are you feeling? You want to do live versions? Um, Let's split it. Let's split here. it. We're splitting it. All right, we're cutting yeah. it here. All right, so uh, I'm going to play like a beep noise. Okay. Um, no, I'm, this is me telling the audience. I'm leaving this all in, by the way, Michael. I hate to tell you. Um, so I'm going to just play a beep noise and then we're going to pick this up and record another day because it is very late. And me and Michael are both like tired as shit because we we have real jobs. That's right. Right, you right Michael. Bronies. Yeah. So. Um, so uh, after the break, more podcast. <laughs> Wow, you were in the bathroom for a really long time. I know. It's been like, like two days. Three days. What the fuck? Oh. And you gave me live updates of the horror you were wreaking on your bathroom. I just, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. It was kind of hot, actually. What the hell? Oh. I mean, I'm not going to lie to y'all. 12 hours in, Spencer was just texting me, God is dead in all caps over and over. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Like, like to describe it as shitting my brains out would be an understatement. It was like if Faces of Death met a Serbian film. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, mixed with that time that that one politician like shot himself on like TV. Oh, yeah. Bud Dwyer. Yeah. Bud Dwyer. That's what the song Hey Man Nice Shot is about. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Also, who made that song? Why do I know that name? Filter. Ah, filter, of course. You know, they had one other big hit that other that people rem- remember, which was that long song. It's "Do You Wanna Take My Picture?" I can. I won't remember. Okay, here's an important question: How does "Hey Man, Nice Shot" go? <laughs> hey man, have fun. Hey, is he shouting? You know. Hey, that's why I say, hey, man, nice shot. Good shot, man. That's a much better song than picture. What if he missed? 
Hey man, nice try. Jesus. <laughs> like he he like I, t- he like Tyler Durden himself instead of just yeah like, you know shot himself through the cheek. Yeah. Hi, welcome to part two of Soul of a Truck, the the episode about uh what were we talking about? Fucking Dustland Fairy Tale, where yeah. suddenly the mm-hmm. podcast takes a dark and uncomfortable turn. Yeah, I was really just talking about the horrors that Spencer unleashed, and then we started talking about a, a televised suicide. So yeah, trigger warning, by the way. Jesus, that's it's too late for that. Yeah. If anyway, you stumbled in here. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, if you somehow picked up the pod halfway through, which I have a lot more questions. All right, so uh, let's get into live versions, which is I think where we left off, right? Yes. Yes. All right. So this live versions. So this first live version is from a little known television show uh, called uh, The Late Show with David Letterman. Uh, Who who hosts The Late Show these days? Uh, Leva Detterman. Oh. Isn't Stephen Colbert the current host of The Late Show? I'm pretty sure it is Stephen Colbert now. Yeah. And uh, doesn't. And it's it's another who who hosts the late late show though. Uh, Fred Gergeson. It's that it's that British guy that like no one likes. James Corden. Yeah, that one. Is he just an asshole or like did he do something really awful? Uh, I honestly don't know why people don't like James Corden. Yeah. Um. Tweet, I really don't get. I I'm not sure. Yeah. Tweet at the pod at Soul of a Truck Pod. And let us know why people hate James Corden. Uh, but if you do it, make it exactly the length of a full tweet. So if you can do it in exactly 240 characters, um, do so. And if you if you can do it in less, fill the rest of the space with emojis. Uh, anyway, let's let's see them playing a Dustland fairy tale live on Letterman. And this is from 2008. Actually, it's 2009. Whatever. Hit the button, Frank. Oh, my God. This is going to be very, very nice. Our next guests are a uh, popular uh, rock and roll band. This is their most recent uh, album. God, that is titled loud. The Day and Age. Everybody knows the story about it a is. month ago. They uh, performed at my wedding. There was a guy uh, in the audience, yeah. a producer, signed yeah. him up, and they just went through the roof. Wow. Please welcome back to the program, The Killers. Oh man, live harp player. Oh, a full, a full, a full like orchestra accompaniment. I don't know, I feel like this would be better with just, with just a Dave playing. We got Ronnie Mercury. Ronnie Mercury. That it really is the look. He looked just like you'd want him to some kind of slick chrome American. Like I feel like with this many instruments on stage, the rest of the band is just set dressing. <laughs> Brandon screams like I don't know what to do with my hands right now. He should just grab his cock and just hold it there. Personally. Those are, I, those are some rare epaulets. We don't yeah. see those very often. Yeah. Cheetah. Cheetah print. Cheetah chains. For real, they look like fucking. They're not playing. It's like, like they look so. 
I feel so bad for the rest of the band right now. A change came in disguise of revelation and set his soul on fire. She said she always knew he'd come around. I really want to listen to like a lot of this. This is really good. Look at fucking Ronnie though! Yeah, he's feeling Oh it. my god. Hell yeah. Look at that freeze frame. Yeah, wow. Brandon's like, who's up there? And and Ronnie's like, oh. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. The band's actually playing. Well, that was nice. How about that? Honestly, I was a little upset by it, if you really want the truth. Why? There was too much shit on stage. Mm. Like it really was kind of overblown. Like David Mark just looked fucking bored. I mean, this had to be like the height of the killer's popularity. Oh, right? yeah. But like, can you imagine if Dave like like just like at the very beginning of the song when there was like when they weren't getting to play, Dave just went. Beginning. No, no, he just went. No, <laughs> a dustland fairy tale beginning. Just another white trash county kiss. Kiss. <laughs> they just <laughs> kiss. And, and you get that that look. <laughs> You son of a bitch. Dave, if you're listening to the pod, please do that next time you play that this song. Any song. Any song. Blood type. Please. Blood type forever. Okay. And then they took my blood type. Blood type. All right. Next up, we've got them performing this song in Brazil at Lollapalooza. You ever meet a Lollapalooza? Um, you think they're nice? In real life? Yeah. Lola. Yeah, she's a real nice lady. Yeah. Lollapalooza. That's her full name. Ooh, piano intro. Oh, look at that cityscape. How we doing so far? Everybody all right? I'm okay. No, I'm all right. I mean, you know. Oh, 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 you weren't talking to only me. My bad. I know I did that once at an Aquabat show and the captain just put his mic in my face. I'm like, uh, 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, you should have just said blood type in just, the future. That's what you'll do. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do next time I go see the Aquabats live. Blood type. Uh, it's, this is important. Everyone's taking like a water break. There's so much like preemption. I'm just going to skip to like three quarters of the way into yeah, this video. Give me to the song, huh? Man, I like this look. Brandon's got a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, the, the sexy jacket, Brandon. Yeah, no, this wow, is... Wow, man, Brandon is feeling it on this one. Oh, Ted Sibley! There's Ted. My favorite Southpaw on The Killers. Although, um... If you notice, this is something I'm just noticing now. I think Brandon might be left-handed. Nope, he switched hands. Why? He was holding the mic was in his left hand. No. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, this is this is you know it's the uh, it's Lollapalooza Brazil. It's Killers Part Two. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Brandon Flowers left-handed. Oh, we got to settle this once and for all. Uh, no, he is not there. That was easy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we would have learned that at this point. Like you we had, couldn't have gone almost a hundred episodes without learning that. I mean, it took us almost like seventy-five episodes to figure out that Ted was a lefty. So, look me in the eye and tell me we would not have fucked that up. It's t- it, I, I Ted is different from Brandon. Okay, that's fair. All we right, get a lot less info on Ted in our our blurbs that we read. Yeah, but we follow Ted on Twitter. We don't follow Brandon on Twitter. Actually, does I- he do? Do people with that are left-handed just like regularly post? I'm left-handed. Yeah. Yeah, you would know. As a lefty, I mean, be honest. How you've known me? At what point in our friendship did I point out that I was left-handed? Uh, immediately. Yeah, that's the first thing he said to me. Yeah, you didn't even say your name. You just came up to me and you were like, "I'm left-handed," and I was like, "Uh, who are you?" Yeah. And you were like, "My name is Sponsor oh, Spencer." Shit. Apparently our, our friendship was just based on me telling you random pieces of information, sometimes factual, uh, which is a strange way to have a relationship with another person. Anyway, <laughs> last but not least, we've got trans transmit 2018, which we've seen a lot of during the pod. So let's watch transmit 2018. <laughs> Oh my god, little kitten, get out from behind my computer. No. Oh god, oh god, the cat. The cat skipped. Alright, you ready? Yes. Alright, I've skipped to a minute 15. Everybody holding their cell phones. What a true moment. A millennial moment. I'm kind of into it, you know, less of a fire hazard than the old way. Although I think my biggest question about it is you think like really little kids know that people held up lighters back in the day? Like, I'm serious. Like, what do you think? What did you ask me? I completely zoned out watching these people sing that same fairy tale. <laughs> you you think you think like really young kids who go to a concert and see everyone holding their phone out? Do you think they know that people used to hold up lighters instead? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if their parent they're with their parents, that's one of those things that parents would tell you. Oh, kids, people used to hold up. Lighters instead, and they're like, wow, Dad, no one cares. Oh, they got the backup babes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were talking about you wanted to hear this part. Also, I swear to God, I just saw Sandy. Because I'm pretty sure Sandy was at this show. Let's see. Let's back up. Let's see if we saw Sandy. It was the guy in the denim jacket. No, it was about right. Go, go, go. Keep going. Keep going. He's on the very right there. Did you see it? That was yeah, that. was that Sandy? We're gonna we're gonna try. I'm gonna Let's tweet see. here. While this plays, I'm gonna tweet at Sandy. Is that Sandy? 
right there, right right side of the screen. Yeah, it looks kind of like him. Two it, minutes and forty three seconds in. Is that Sandy? I have forty three. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'll it'll work. What do we got next? That was all the live versions. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we get to go through Spencer's toned down covers section. Oh yeah. So well, we should. But before we do that, of course, the most important thing we should do is uh, what do we do before we go to covers, Michael? Uh, we thank God for yes. this podcast. Yes, through the power of an advertisement. How did you know? So at this point, we're going to play an ad. I'm a little like, like verklempt. What? It's not like burpy, like gassy, but like, I don't know. I've got like, like weak hiccups. Weak hiccups. I don't know, verklempt. Well, anyway, so here's a Nightcore version of uh, a Dustland. I really like that you pray to God in the ad. Yes. That's why I said that. Oh, let's look at this cover. Okay, this is the first Nightcore version. Uh, it is, of course, you guessed it, an anime babe. She's wearing a hoodie and I believe a skirt. She's standing in front of an overly illuminated cityscape. And she's and got she's, she's got like bunny ear headband. Oh yeah, yeah, bunny ear headband. She looks very excited that you're her boyfriend or girlfriend. We don't know. Yeah. There's not really anything you can ascribe to this character. No. Other than much. that they're wearing, you know. She has a very demure feminine pose going on. Yes. Okay, quite frankly, this version sucks. We're going to go to the second one. Yeah, that was All not right. a great Nightcore version. No, it was a it was a very bad Nightcore version. Okay. All right, what's next? Uh, a better Nightcore version. So here's a better Nightcore version. This is from user uh, Deathclaw Minx. Oh, okay. This image is crazy. It's one of those um, videos that has like the sound wave. You can see the sound waves. I don't know what you call this, but the image is like uh, heaven, I guess. I don't know. But this is what a Nightcore should sound like. Yeah, this is a Nightcore version. Like, this is much more spicy. All right, let's hear the, let's hear it further ahead. All right, I'm going to skip. I was, like, blowing out my this speakers. This is frantic. Yeah, it's very loud. Oh, my God. The drums are fucking throbbing, though. Very chipmunky, but also terrifying drums. I have the volume down to like 20% and I can still hear it crackling. Like that's blowing out your speakers. That's just normally how I record. I'm wow. Yeah. Because I can. All right. uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I can adjust the volume whenever I want, you know, in the the edit. In in the edit. Yeah. In post. So, you know, for all you know, Michael, I could have just made it so loud that you're unhearable. 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 That's the uh, technical 
you know, sound engineer term for it. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff, Spencer. Right. Anyway, next up we've got um, <laughs> slowed. So, yeah, slowed. So so as we all know, where there is fast, there must be slow. So let's listen to this incredibly unsettling version of a Dustland fairy tale. Please don't skip ahead because I feel like the beginning is the part that really benefits here. Also, describe this video. Uh, there's like a giant cauldron out in the middle of the beach. Uh, oh my god! And then there's like a like a fire pit connected to the cauldron. I don't know if this is like a, a bathtub that you can get or like a hot tub you can get in at the beach. It looks like something that wealthy people would have. Uh, now there's a man just walking across a crosswalk and what I looks like it's some European city. It almost Like someone like edited together a bunch of stock footage for this and I think yeah. that's great. This is like a karaoke vid. Handsome youth. Yep. Illuminated by some sort of red light. Maybe a fire. It's not flickery enough. It's definitely a red light. It's an oven. Somebody left the oven open. <laughs> what the fuck oven is like? Like, is that bright? There was already like a... It was that same beach set up with like the cauldron. Uh, no. No. Bailing Change out. Came in. Oh, that was... That was gross. That was scary. I'm... I'm spooked. I, I'd like to point out that Spencer likes to separate some of these covers into like their own sections as if they're not just all Gerwigs. I mean, there's one section just called two dudes, uh, which is just going to be two Gerwigs. I'm calling it right now. Well, okay. So uh, let me explain. Let me explain <laughs> here. before, before you say that you're not wrong. First off, but one of them I picked specifically because it's a channel that we've had on the pod before. Okay. Oh, I was, com. I would have only done the first one, but there was one with, you'll see, you'll see. Okay. So first off, we've got the channel BMM official. Uh, BMM stands for, of course, bowel movement monthly uh, periodical that Ooh. I subscribe to. Uh, and uh, I've sent pictures and excerpts of, to Michael during my two day excursion to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, I didn't ask for any of this, by the way, but yeah. Anyway, so this is their official YouTube channel and uh, this is two dudes, uh, a man and another man. Performing, oh, is that what two dudes means? Performing a <laughs> Dustland fairy tale. <sighs> oh, wow. That's the uh, classic emo look with a red tie on a black shirt yeah. for the guy playing the piano. Yeah, he's, you know, it's really sweet of the singer to give this ginger, like, you know, a job. You, you need to make this section called, like, recitals. That's what this, the, uh, there's a lot of these where it's like somebody singing at church or like their choir recital. I, I should do a recital section. You're going to try and fool me with your categories. 
least make them. <laughs> There's a category called two dudes. It's because it's two dudes, what man. What a vague category. It could just be another Nightcore version with like two anime dudes as the background. Yeah, but like, you know, if it's two dudes, it's two dudes. The guy at the piano looks like a quintessential ginger. Like, right. Like, like, just imagine the most cliche looking ginger you've ever seen. And that's basically what this person looks like. No one is moving in the front row. They're completely unmoved. This song has no pop to it with just a piano. Let's let's go to the next one. Okay, so this is from the channel Cala Musical, which is why I selected it. And it's like a dude, bro, like. I think it's like an older brother and a younger brother. Oh, and the younger brother sings and he's got like a really high child voice. Yeah, that's why I fucking picked it. We're going to skip one of Spencer's children. Yes, one of Spencer's children. We're going to. Oh, no, he's wearing a Mitt Romney for president tank top. I mean, and they both look like straight out of like a like 1940s. Oh, yeah, they they are. These are these are absolute like like perfect little Aryan boys. for. Yeah, they really are. Wow. Like the high and tight comb over. Oh, yeah. Shaved sides. The Mitt Romney for president tank top. I don't think they sell it in any other form. Like, I think it's only available in tank top, tank top and sleeveless regular shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Tank top and shirt with very shabbily cut off sleeves. I've skipped to 50 seconds because I figure we don't want to hear the beginning of the song infinity fucking times yeah skip get, let's hear it i saw the devil wrapping up his hands he's getting ready for the that's show that's a nice mic i saw the minute that I so we got that mitt romney money playing off of an ipad too holy shit yeah you're right the change came in disguise of revelation set his soul on fire she said she always knew yeah, without the drums, this this song has no zest. Yeah, it's without got the drummer, or especially Ronnie, just wailing. Yeah, because the like when, when the transition of the song is so fucking boppy, and this is like the opposite of that. It's boopy. Oh wow! Yeah, it doesn't bop; it boops. You know. Uh, but no, that's why I did that. And and the difference between boppy and boopy, in case that's not obvious, um, you know, you don't want to be bopped on the head. But if you were booped on the head, it probably wouldn't bother you too much. I, I have no idea what to say to you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so I, I limited myself very aggressively with the of like the. The official definition of a Gerwig is guy in room with guitar or girl or girl in room with guitar. Didn't do a lot or Gerson or Gerson. (laughs) (laughs) But in this case, I only did a guy or a girl. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Non-binary. What do you got for this Gerwig section? Play it. Quick apologizing, you big wiener. So I did one of each. All right. All right. So one man, one woman, as God intended, <laughs> playing killer songs. 
Play well, God gives us hope. I'm, I'm kidding. I was just Spence a... takes our hope. Exactly. Uh, all right. So first He's off, like the fucking penguin. So so first off, we've got the channel Rom MDC. Oh wow! Look look at this acoustic guitar. Look shades. at this fucking Liam Gallagher ass motherfucker. <laughs> I, mean, I, you know how it is. You just get blasted and wake up hungover, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna record a cover for that YouTube. Like this dude, a hundred percent plays Wonderwall at parties. Skipping ahead. I saw the devil wrapping up his hands. You think the black and white filter was really necessary for this? I saw the ending when the turned the page. I took my money and I ran away. Straight to the valley of the great divide. I wear the dreams all high. I wear the wind don't blow. Nobody's playing. Nobody has drums. You can be more drummer friends. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay. well, that was a nice. That was a fairly nice cover. At least yeah. I liked your guitar work. Yeah, you had good guitar uh, work. Man in shades.com. Liam Gallagher. Liam Gallagher Jr. Yes. Okay. So this is from user Squash Ica or Squash Hicka. I'm waiting. I just wanted to see how many times I could, how long I could wait. All right. Uh, skip to two minutes and 30 seconds. Well, she's holding that guitar way up there. It's a huge guitar. Who's strumming in the background? Wow. There's so much to unpack with this cover. Okay, explain. Well, first of all, the guitar looks like it's too big for her. Okay. It's very earnest. It's just a leather couch. There's no no posters or anything on the wall behind. Yeah. And then there appears to be, or like, it sounds like there's someone else playing, like, rhythm guitar. Or she pre-recorded it and is trying to keep pace with her recording. Still no energy. She has a good voice, though. She has a good, yeah, good voice. I like this one better than the last one. I need a slowed nightcore version of this cover. But like doom, doom metal version. I want it like this really is, slowed. This is good, though. I like, I like this choice. Because, you know, the song gets bigger at this point. And she's like... But this has become more stripped down. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that was a nice cover. Uh, I don't remember the username. Uh, Squash Ica. All right. And then I have separated out a really shit Gerwig. This was originally going to be my 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 dude Kusti cover, but it was... Gross. So let's listen to this for like 30 seconds. Okay. 
Uh, all right. All we can see is the guy from the neck down holding a red acoustic guitar. Oh, no. Kind of slick, bro, American Prince. All right, go further. Oh, I just wanted to play 30 seconds of that. I kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. I kind of liked it was like kind of, you know, we were talking about Bob Dylan the other day and I'm like, that was kind of like a Bob Dylan version. The classic I'm digging it. Bob Dylan song, A Dustland Fairy Tale. <laughs> a Dustland Fairy Tale. All right. What's a. Uh, oh, piano. Same rule. Yeah. So we got to. Oh, no. So here's a piano. All of these cover. covers have been so boring. Don't worry. Something. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. They get much. No, they don't. Here's here's Tom Close. Um, all right. This guy's got the classic all my guitars hanging up behind me in, in the room. Even though he's not playing guitar. No. Definitely has nice music equipment. Yeah, that's great a, mic. That's great a, sound quality. That's a Shore uh, SR7D1 Blackbird. The drawbridge is closing. She was looking for an ad count. I saw the devil ripping up his hands. He's getting ready for the showdown. I saw the end and as they turned the page, I threw my money and I ran away to the valley of the great divide. Out where the dreams all hide. Where the wind don't blow. I actually really like this. I'll hear the good goats die. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bop. But, but this, doing it like this makes a lot of sense. I bet the killers do it this way and we just didn't watch the end of any of the live performances. You feel that? Oh shit, I'm fa- I fell asleep, I'm sorry. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Right, so next up we've got the user <laughs> Harmonious Reprise. Don't worry, it's still boring. Here you go. <laughs> Woo! She's standing in front of a piano and she's not playing it, and I'm very confused. A dustland fairy tale beginning with just another white. I'm gonna go like a quarter in. Because we've okay. only heard the last verse. Although I kind of like this. We should just leave this. Should we leave this? Do we need this? We need this slowed and reverbed. I like how you want slowed and reverb versions of all of the covers. Yeah, I do. Because uh, they're somehow slower. And reverbier. And then they're wrong than the original song. Devil wrapping up his 
Blanc. If y'all could see my face right now, I just I'm literally expressionless. I thought it was I thought I thought it was pretty like I'm just staring at the screen with my mouth agape. Why? It's so exciting. Drooling, drooling. I might add. All right. Well, don't worry. We've got the most important (laughs) instrument in the universe. The fucking uke. Oh, I can't wait for the uke version. I hope it's somehow slower. (laughs) Usually ukes are like jangly and kind of jaunty, but not not this time. I feel like it's going to be like somebody finger picking on the uke. Let's see. I love I love how mad you. I like how I've somehow picked fewer covers and you're more angry at them. And it's crazy. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad. I, I it's just that <laughs> I, I was hoping for more variety. Imagine if Spencer had done like three times the amount of covers, which he likes to do. Oh, yeah. If I had, been, if, if I had let him, he would have found all the covers that are like this. of People standing in their living room <laughs> playing one instrument on like the slowest, most ballady killer song ever. And, you know, like, this is great content. <laughs> I mean, I mean. You know, if if the internet has taught me anything, no one likes me when I'm when I'm being nice to something, and uh, something includes you sometimes. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right, let's so this it. is the user. My name means high mountain. This is Dustland Fairy Tale, the Killer's Ukulele cover, and I've titled this section "Mr. Sun's Ten Soulmate," and you'll see why in a second. Why? Does this person also have a cats and dogs calendar? Oh, using the Bioshock font. It's a good font. Oh, wow. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew that it wouldn't be jaunty. (laughs) Could you imagine a jaunty versus... That's what I thought when I think of the uke. I'm just like... The slanberry tail beginning. She's, she's sitting in front of like a very sparkly red curtain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ooh, oh, it's picking up! Gal Zona Rosa. Moon River, what do you do to me? This would be the perfect song to just get blasted. Like to- so, Spencer, next time I see you, I'm going to go. I'm not going to spend very much money at all because you don't deserve that. But I'm going to go to like the gas station across the street from your house. And uh, I'm going to buy like, t- I think two should do it. Two Steel Reserve 40s yeah. uh, for each of us. And we're just going to drink them. As fast as possible, and then listen to Dustland Fairy Tale screwed and chopped version by uh, whoever this girl was. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm down. Just be so blasted on malt liquor. River, what you do to me? And I'm gonna try and climb on your roof. Get in line, buddy. Everyone fucking <laughs> tries to climb on my roof. Well, I'm actually gonna do it. Oh, there's a there's a song. Um, by uh, I think it's Zoe Van Gooey. I can't ever pronounce her last name, and uh, it's called "You Told the Drunks I Knew Karate," and the first lyric is "I am drunken on a ladder." That's not a 
great way to start my night or something like that. That's a great story, Spencer. You should tell it at parties. Uh. All right. This is Godzilla fan 9000. <laughs> AK Mr. Sun's 10. Oh, okay. Now I'm pumped. You see this? All you other amateurs, just just the way this has started. This is just another level of talent you guys would ever be able to achieve. Yeah, no, this is... Fucking amateurs. Yeah. just like you wanted to. Some kind of slip from American Prince. That's right. Blue Jean Serenade Moon River. What you do to me. Classic, dude. Classic. No, he's perfect. This is. Neither do I. He conveys the not believing. Saw Cinderella in a party dress. But she was looking for a nightgown. Mm hmm. That's right. I saw the devil wrapping up his hands. See, now I get this song. Ready for the showdown. I saw the minute. First, I was like, what the fuck is this? Now I'm like, I got my money on Oh, God is real. The change came in the skies of revelation. Flawless. Flawless. I mean, one of the. One of the one of the it's so good. I'm crying actual tears right now. Yeah, same. No, for real. I, I won't be able to stop till maybe like tomorrow night. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't even give a shit. Mr. Suns 10, a.k.a. Godzilla fan 9000. You're the best. We love Mr. you. Mr. Suns 10, what you do to me? You're the most wholesome of all of the Gerwigs. Can I get that screwed and chopped? Yeah, I'll go ahead and just go ahead and screw that and chop that. And can, then can we get a Nightcore version of Mr. Suns 10 version? Of and it has to be a true nightcore. Thank you. Yeah, no, it has to be. Next, this is the worst episode. It, I mean, yeah, it is the worst episode of this podcast of all time. Okay. Anyway, last but not least, of course, this wouldn't be a killer's podcast without noted Trump supporter in his college dorm days. Maximum <gasps> dorm days? G power. What do you think the G stands for? Gosh dang, I love Trump. Fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna cut that clip out and just play it on. Uh, I'm just gonna post it on the Twitter for you. <laughs> Make sure you slow and reverb it first. Slow and reverbed, but also somehow nightcord. God dang! God I dang! Trump. I love Trump. <laughs> God dang! I love Trump. Well, God no, because you can increase the 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 pitch without speeding it up. You just got uh, okay. Yeah, there's a the little app I use on my phone. You can just do that. You actually make it slower and pitch it up. It's weird. Okay. Anyway, I fell asleep again. Sorry. So this uh, is so maximum power <laughs> performing this song. <laughs> maximum power is gonna fucking kill it. Like, put on the pork pie hat. That is a pork pie hat. I'm going to skip ahead, though. It's getting ready for the showdown. I saw the minute that I turned away. I got my money on a pawn tonight. 
A change came in disguise of revelation said his soul Was that so fucking hard? How the what, fuck did he get the energy? Yeah, he did. I think he yeah. did. Yeah. Like no one else did that. It was well, it was that easy. power if, if anything is great at, at you know adding a certain type of instrumentation to the acoustic guitar that translates the song appropriately. Yeah. Cuz he's really Not everyone good. else. He's really good. It was good. like I'm going to find the most depressing sad covers of all time. Like, like, this is great. This is perfect. Make sure you send hate mail to Spencer at uh, at our Twitter. For, for what? For what? For picking the worst possible covers of this song. Look, you want the truth? If I had picked 10 completely different covers, they would have been exactly the same level of quality. This is not one of those, oh, yeah, I had all this variety available. It was like, it was like. The city of Gerwig population, nothing but Gerwigs. Well, this is a very ballady song, so I guess nobody wanted to get their buds together and do a rockin' version. We need a ska version of Dustland Fairy Tale. Fuck yes. That's that's our goal, Spencer, is to one day oh, man. find a way or create our own Dustland Fairy. I'm gonna see if that exists. And I just it's just Someone has searched this before, first off, which always a good sign. Yeah. Uh, there is not a ska version. Well, somebody get to it. We need a friend. I need a friend who plays the trombone or something. Oh, wait. I got a trombone. -er. I just I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm I'm tweeting at Scotty Network. Uh, to tell them we need a Scott version of a Dustland fairy tale. Glamp for a second. Um, this is me glamping for one second. I don't know what Spencer's looking for, um, but it could be just a very another very slow, no production value cover of the song. It's true. Uh, no. Preferably by teens and tweens. That's his favorite. Um. Thanks, Michael. I can always count on you to say nothing but fucking nice things about me. <laughs> What's next? What do you got for me next? That's it. That's the last cover. That's the <gasps> that's the end. We're done. I mean, we're not done done. We still have one important task to do. What's that? Well, Michael. What? Are your final thoughts on the song A Dustland Fairy Tale by the band The Killers? Um it didn't nothing about this episode or listening to it, even watching the live versions changed my feeling on it. I do feel like it's it's a very ballady song. I can see why people would like it. It's just not really my cup of tea. Um I think they're I, I like those like the slower ballady songs on like imploding the mirage and uh, pressure machine better. I feel like Brandon's gotten better at writing them. This song, as I explained in part one, I just feel like even though it picks up in energy, it still doesn't really, it doesn't deliver the same type of emotional pickup that sometimes songs do when they start off kind of slow and, and dwindly and maybe a little wistful like this one does. And then sometimes they pick up and you're just like, oh, I can't wait. 
it's like the same sensation of waiting for the beat to drop. And I just don't get it with this song. Maybe they just needed to build up that part a little bit more. I'm not sure. But Dustland Fairy Tale, this is a C tier song for me. Yeah, I agree. That's all you're getting. <laughs> that's it. That's that sounds like Spencer's. That's usually what happens. I have this like well thought out, articulated. Uh, final thoughts section, and then Spencer's just like, eh, songs! And then he farts into the microphone and falls down and starts crying. Yep, that's what happens every week here on the podcast. (laughs) It's true. It's a true fact Michael has told about this podcast. (laughs) The podcast just ends with me trying to talk Spencer back into his chair. He's crying, and then he's like, there's too many wires. And I'm like, what do you mean? How did you get behind the computer, Spencer? I don't know. I don't know how this works. I like how I'm basically fucking Carl from Jimmy Neutron in this fucking (laughs) story. Well, I don't know, Jimmy. I'm going to go over there and poop and pee. Like, fuck, dude. (laughs) Jimmy, I don't know why. I just... My pants fell down around my ankles while I was recording the pod, and I tried to get up, and now I'm tangled in these wires back here. Oh, Jimmy's mom. <laughs> was Carl horny for Jimmy's mom? Oh, fuck yeah. You didn't you don't remember that? I forgot about that. Now, I try and block Jimmy Neutron out of my memory. Oh, just... brain blast. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> That's the best. That was no, it wasn't. That was a terrible show. It was a really good Nickelodeon original movie, though. I like that movie. I didn't like the show at all. I, I was a big fan of cartoons, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, but that just wasn't one of my hits. Courage Cowardly Dog, which we talked about in a previous in the previous episode, loved it. Yeah. Jimmy classic. Neutron, not really my favorite. The best character in Jimmy Neutron, I know lots of people like Sheen, but my it was, favorite it was Jimmy's, was Jimmy's mom. Dad. Jimmy's dad. Okay? No, Jim, was, Jimmy's mom. She had like a dump truck. Oh, because so, so in a non-Coomer perspective, I don't actually remember was, if Jimmy's mom had like a dump truck. I'm just oh, she totally. I'm does. just being weird. I'm making it weird. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, well, no, we know what you're gonna do later, Spencer. No, Jimmy's dad. Jimmy's dad was basically like, uh, who's who's Randy Marsh, but like for kids, Christian Randy Marsh. Yeah, Christian Randy Marsh. Veggie Tales, Randy. Marsh. Veggie Tales, Randy Marsh. Bring it, let me bring it back. <laughs> I like how you reference it's something. Dustland that- Fairy Tale, Jimbo. <laughs> Hi, Mister Neutron. <laughs> Carl, I saw Cinderella in a party dress. Uh, I don't understand <laughs> metaphors, Mister Neutron. I'm an indolent child. Oh, Carl. That's the weirdest way to end the Dustland fairy tale episode. This is this a bizarro is, land. This is everything about this episode is weird. Yeah, no, this is this is you know par for the course. Be honest. Welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about Jimmy Neutron. Exactly. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you've heard and you want to, perhaps, uh, oh shit, I fucked up. No, I didn't. Uh, do you want me to start over?
Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers, the only podcast on the internet where we have to record another episode because Michael just asked me. No, I'm kidding. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you've heard, as always, thank you so much for listening this far. Um. If you would like to support us, perhaps financially, you can scroll to the bottom of any episode and click our affiliate link with anchor.fm. Or if you want access to things like episode notes and exclusive episodes and things like that, you can also follow us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash soul of a truck, a killers podcast. If you think that I am funny, feel free to follow us on Twitter. That's at soul of a truck pod. And if you think Michael is funny, feel free to follow us on our Instagram. That is Instagram.com slash soul of a truck pod. I've been Spencer Polio, and with me, as always, is Michael N. Nance. Michael, do that thing. Bye, Jimbo. I love you. He looked just like you'd want him to some kind of slick chrome American prince with blue jeans. And-